Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, good friends. Good to see you. Welcome back to the Bill Press Pod. At a time when a lot of us are worried. Yeah, we're worried about what's happening in the Middle East. And we're worried about what's happening here or could be happening in 2024. It's hard to believe, but with all of his legal troubles, Donald Trump is not only the front runner in the Republican primary, he just keeps getting stronger and stronger and even beats Joe Biden in some early voter polls. And as if that's not scary enough, there's a new threat, a serious threat, an organization called No Labels, that vows to put a third-party candidate on the ballot in all 50 states in 2024, which polls show conclusively would take more votes away from Joe Biden than Donald Trump and could, God forbid, put Donald Trump back in the White House. So is there any way to prevent that from happening? Well, one group of former Democrat and Republican leaders is determined to do so. They've formed an organization called Citizens to Save Our Republic for the sole purpose of persuading no labels to shut down and not do anything to help Donald Trump because the risk to our democracy is just too great. Citizens to Save Our Republic is led by former Democratic Majority Leader Dick Gephardt, who joins us today to update us on their progress so far and what we can do to help them. Mr. Leader, good to connect with you again. Thank you for joining us today on the Bill Press Pod. It's great to be with you. Uh, I had such a great relationship with you through the years, and so it's great to be reconnected. Absolutely. We did some good work together, I think. So uh, I want to talk to you about no labels, first of all. And, and let me ask you the question, Dick, that I'm sure you get from a lot of people. Look, with 300 million Americans, What's wrong with giving voters a third choice? Actually, nothing if these were normal times. These are not normal times. We missed having a broken election in 2020 by a whisker, only because uh, Mike Pence and five or six state electoral officials stood up against the pressure from Donald Trump. Uh, did we have a honest, valid, trusted election but it's only trusted by uh, a majority of the people there are still millions of americans who think the election was stolen from donald trump and donald trump is running for the office again of president and i agree with liz cheney he should never be allowed back in the white house again he's mm. a threat to our ability to continue to have a democracy and my problem with the no labels effort and the other third party efforts in this time 
in this election is that it is likely to reelect Donald Trump. So when you look at, we look at uh, 1992 with Ross Perot or 2000 with Ralph Nader or 2016 with Jill Stein, um, should we conclude that a, a third party candidate can be a real threat to the front runner? Absolutely. Uh, I personally have paid for a national poll uh-huh. and polling in the six swing states on that question. And what our polling indicated, and it was by a very good pollster, Greg Schneiders, who you may remember from the past. I do. Uh, the polling indicated that if it's Biden and Trump alone, Biden wins by one or two points. It's basically tied, as you know, from seeing their polls. But if you add a third party centrist independent ticket, uh, Trump wins by four points. And it wins in all but one of the swing states, which, as you know, actually decide presidential elections today. The popular vote nationally is irrelevant. It is the electoral college vote. And you get that mainly today through the swing states. Right. And I believe it was 42,000 votes in 2020 in the two or three three swing states, I guess, that, that really swung the election. Uh, exactly. College. Yeah, exactly. And so we're facing that same kind of election. Uh, the American people are still pretty divided, as you know. Um, and Donald Trump has the most impressive cult like base that I've ever seen in politics in my lifetime. And but but to keep that base revved up, which he's very good at. Uh, he has to really alienate the other 60% of voters in the country. So the only way he can get an Electoral College victory legitimately is with third-party entries into the campaign, siphoning votes away from President Biden. Right. Now, Dick, you know some of the people, and I do, who are involved with this no-labels effort they must recognize the risk. They must recognize the threat. What's motivated the, motivating them? Well, in fairness, uh, there are a lot of voters out there today, as you know, who are what we call double haters. They hate, <laughs> right. they, they hate Trump. They hate Biden. And they would love to have a third choice, especially of a centrist kind of independent ticket choice. Um, so there's there's a lot of fuel to this fire. Uh, but I, I think, you know, and I like Joe Lieberman. I've known him forever. I, I, I don't know some of the other folks. I know John Huntsman. I served on a board with him. I like him. Um, but either either they are not willing to open their mind to other polling that's come out. A lot of it has come out in the last two, three months that indicate their basic case is not true or they have some other motive. I, 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 I can't figure out what all the motives that may be involved. The polling that they have has been done by Mark Penn, who's 
was active in the Clinton campaign many years mm-hmm. ago. And uh, his polling indicates to these folks who are supporting no labels that a third party candidate of this kind could get 270 electoral votes. That's their first position. And and secondly, they say that if it's Biden and Trump, that it would take votes away from those two candidates equally. Now, that's the reason I paid for this poll, because I did Mm -hmm. not believe those results. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the results we got and a lot of other public polling is getting is completely to the opposite. Now, no label says we haven't made a decision on whether or not we're going to feel this ticket. Yeah, Uh, we're going to look at the polling down the road and we're going to have a convention in Dallas in April of of 2024. On the one side of their mouth, they say that they will only do that. They would never do anything to reelect Donald Trump. That is the last thing they will do. They will not be a spoiler. Out of the other side of their mouth, they say they will only do this if the candidates are Biden and Trump. Hmm. And so I've been saying to them publicly, and I'll say it to anybody privately, if if your real goal is to not reelect Donald Trump, then why don't you say today that if the Republican nominee is Donald Trump, you will not do this. They won't answer that. They keep saying, well, we'll make our mind up later. My worry is that if, if they name some candidates and they've raised millions of dollars, which they already have, mostly right. dark money, yeah, uh, they're not going to defuse this bomb. You can't do that. Once you have candidates out there campaigning and you've raised millions and millions of dollars, you're not going to back off. So this is a clear and present danger to having Donald Trump being reelected. And I'm here to tell you that everything I've seen would indicate that a second Trump term is not going to be like the first Trump term. I clearly believe that the person who tried to overthrow our federal government and our federal electoral process is someone who is not fit for a second term. I have to say, uh, from what I know about politics, you are so right that if they have candidates nominated and they've raised millions of dollars, the horse is already out of the barn. Right. There's exactly. No, there's no way you can turn that turn that off. Right. Yeah. There's so no they, way. It, it, it's the cake has been baked, and uh, that that's my greatest worry. Is th- this cake has been baked? We can shout and scream and warn and do everything we can, but at the end of the day, they're going to do this, and that's why I've set up a super PAC. And we're going to reveal all of our donors. They they haven't done that. And they say they're not going to do that. We're going to do that. But we're preparing to have to run ads messaging next year in the swing states saying to voters, if you vote for the no labels candidate, you're voting for Donald Trump. Right. I don't know if it'll mm-hmm. do any good, but that's all we can do. Right. 
I was going to say, how do you stop them, right? I guess it's you stop them by getting the message out about the risk any way you want, any way you can. Exactly. That's all you can do. That's all we're trying to do. You know, they've accused us of being (laughs) anti-democracy, of trying to keep them from getting on the ballot in states. We've done none of that. They have every right in the world to put a third-party ticket on the ballot in any state they want. This is a free country. I ran for the Democratic nomination for president twice. Nobody told me I could do that. Nobody told me I couldn't do that. So they have every right to do this. But we have a right. Others who are worried about this have a right to warn Americans of the consequence of voting for a no-labels ticket. Yeah. Who, uh, I know your uh, your group, Citizens to Save Our Republic, uh, is a bipartisan group. Who are some of the other names that we might know who are who have joined you in this effort? Well, it's a very diverse group. Uh, we have uh, three former uh, U.S. senators uh, who are old friends and people that I work with through the years, Jack Danforth. Senator, Republican. former Senate from the Republican from Missouri, mm-hmm. Bill Cohen, former uh, Senator from Maine and former Secretary of Defense, and another, Chuck Hagel, another Republican, <laughs> another Republican, yeah. and Chuck yes. Hagel, yeah. uh, another former Senator from Nebraska and former Secretary of Defense. Uh, and I've talked to a lot of other former Republican colleagues in the House and the, from the Senate, and many of them are sympathizing with what we're trying to do, but they're not quite ready to put their name on the line publicly. And that's okay. Maybe they'll come around a little later. But we've got a, a great group of uh, Democratic uh, existing members of Congress. Uh, we. Many of them are part of the Problem Solvers Caucus, which I have, you know, very uh, enthusiasm for. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dean Phillips, who's been t- talked about as someone who might run against Joe Biden. Uh, I don't know whether he will or not. I haven't talked to him about that, but I talked to him about this and he's all with us. Uh Mikey Sherrill, I can go down the list. I can yeah. give you a lot uh, of names. Isn't it, no, impressive list, impressive list. So uh, isn't the uh, the other risk involved here, and I've heard you speak about this, that they could uh, upset the apple cart, let's say, enough to throw the election into the House of Representatives? Exactly. and Which would be the worst people, possible outcome. It would be a nightmare. Uh, it would be a catastrophe. Now, uh, just think about this. Let's say they have a great independent ticket, right? And mm-hmm. let's say they can win a couple of states. Yeah, That's all they have to do that would prevent anybody in a Biden-Trump third-party ticket race from getting 270 electoral votes. Then under Amendment 12 of the Constitution, the election then goes to the House of Representatives. And it's one vote per delegation. So Wyoming gets a vote. California gets one vote. <laughs> New York God. gets one vote. If if the House is constructed 
the way it is today, you would think that there would be a majority of Republican delegations so that they would elect Donald Trump. But God knows what they would do. And the House is in chaos today, as you know. Right. So yeah. Just uh, just imagine this. Just think about this for a minute. If this is the result of this no labels effort, and this for the first time goes to the House of Representatives, no matter who they pick, the losing side out in the country, if it's they put in Trump, then do you think Democrats would respect this election process? Do you think they would take this lightly and put the shoe on the other foot? Let's say the Democrats have the, most of the delegations in the House and they elect Joe Biden. Yeah, how do you, right. How do you think the Trump crowd, who attacked the Capitol on January the 6th, would put up with this? So we are headed for really turbulent times in the 24 election. Either it will elect Trump or it could throw it in the House. Either result would be catastrophic, in my view, for our ability to retain our democracy. So what can uh, average uh, Democrats, uh, progressives listening to this podcast, is there anything people can do to help out, help this effort? I know you've got your pack, you're raising money, you're going to be running these ads. Uh, what can you know, ordinary folk to, to, to help out. Well, obviously people can write checks to, uh, committee to save our Republic. They can talk to their friends who, who might be willing to do the same. They can just get the word out. I mean, mm -hmm. in 1789, our founders, enacted a radical idea. They believed that the American people in 1789 and going forward could govern themselves. The only way we retain this democracy is if people want to retain the democracy. It is in our hands. We are in self-government. And so people can talk to their friends and family. They can spread the word in their state, uh, especially if they're in a swing state that will have a lot to say about this. And people can, uh, we, we have a, uh, I think on our website, we have a volunteer list. People can volunteer mm -hmm. to be part of the group that is urging no labels to not do this. Um, and so there's people, as you know, political action just comes down to individual people getting exercise enough to take a take a role in this, to do something, to to write a check, to talk to their friends, to just talk it up in their community. Everybody can do that and everybody can be an active, energized citizen of this great country. Uh, and that is so important. I have to tell you, uh, just in my own life, uh, two or three times, somebody, someone has said to me, boy, you know what I'm really excited about is that no labels group, right? <laughs> and, then, right. and then I just, because it, it does have a certain surface appeal, right? 
And then I just I just jump in and say, no freaking way and explain why. And then usually they'll listen to that and they'll, you know, they'll move in another direction. So it is important that everybody knows what's at stake and what they can do uh, to help. Well, that's just the sort of the tip of the iceberg of the political scene today, uh, Mr. Leader. We'll take a quick break here on the Bill Press Pod. When we come back, I want to ask you about a, a couple of other things going on in the political world today. So uh, hang in there. We'll be right back. And today's podcast with former Majority Leader Dick Gephardt is brought to you by the Labor's International Union of North America, or LIUNA, over half a million strong. The Labor's Union, they're the, they're the backbone of America's labor movement uh, and America's rebuilding, first of all, in the construction area, uh, building, rebuilding America's infrastructure, thanks to the Biden Infrastructure Act, and also in the energy field, not only old-fashioned pipelines, but also in the uh, new energy field, building, building wind turbines and solar panels, the members of the Labor's Union. We thank them for their great work building America and thank them for the longtime support of the Bill Press Pod under their new president, Brent Booker. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back on the uh, Bill Press Pod. Our guest today, very honored to have with us a former majority leader of the House of Representatives, the former Democratic majority leader, the Honorable Dick Gephardt. Of course, he uh, was a candidate for president twice uh, here in the Democratic primary and now heading an organization called Citizens to Save Our Republic, whose primary purpose uh, is to convince the people of no labels uh, just to drop their whole effort um, because what they're doing could could do nothing but help Donald Trump and hurt Joe Biden and, and therefore hurt our democracy. Um, so, Leader, welcome back. I want to ask you, not only no labels, but there are two other already uh, independent candidates who've announced for president, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Cornell West. 
any comment on uh, them or their chances? Uh, look, we've always had third-party candidates. The Green parties usually had a candidate. Jill Stein probably, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. had a big impact on the election in 16. Uh, you, you can go down the list. Uh, you, you mentioned Ross Perot, on and on and on. And as I said a few minutes ago, it's a free country. Anybody can run. So right. we should have no problem with that. I have no idea what Cornell West's impact will be or RFK Jr.'s impact will be. You can argue this till the cows come home. Um, you know, you can say, oh, Cornell West is more on the left side of the Democratic Party. So he'll siphon off a percent or two from Joe Biden. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Uh, RFK Jr. lately uh, has been arguing, and I think uh, Nancy Jacobson and Mark Penn, who run the No Labels operation, have been saying, oh, he would take more votes from Donald Trump because he's running a campaign that has a lot of the issues that Trump has talked about that would appeal to some of his cult base. But you don't know. There's no way to know. I wouldn't strongly encourage both of them to not do this, but I'm sure they're not going to listen <laughs> to me or anybody else. So it is what it is. It, yeah. it, it's just a very dangerous situation. And no labels has been, you know, first of all, they were flirting with trying to get Joe Manchin to run as their top of their ticket. Lately, They've been saying that, no, we're going to put a Republican into the, as top of the ticket. I think they're saying that because they're responding to the criticism that we and others are giving them, which they're going to elect Donald Trump. And so they want to say, oh, we're going to put a Republican in, and that person will siphon votes away from both candidates equally. I, I, I You know, all of this is, is just ridiculous. To put this kind of danger into this election in 2024, when the country is so divided and we're having so many problems of retaining our democracy. Right. And our democracy is so much at risk. So I, I can't let you join us without asking you, uh, and you've alluded to it a couple of times, uh, you served with distinction and with honor for so many years in the House of Representatives. Have you ever seen the House in worse shape than it is today? Well, I'm sure it's been in worse shape maybe <laughs> before the Civil War or something. Uh, we're in a bad place in this country, and I've thought a lot about it. Uh, you know, I was in the House of Representatives for 28 years. Mm, I literally yeah. went door to door for 28 years. Every time I went back to St. Louis area where I was from, I religiously, with discipline, went door to door, 12 hours a day. Mm. And I had town hall meetings all the time. And I'd ask my people to come in and tell me their views. And that's why I went door to door. I wanted to listen to the people who had put their trust in me. And we had all the things that you see present today. We had conspiracy theories. We had racism. We had people who only cared about abortion or getting rid of abortion or 
getting more guns or getting rid of the guns. I mean, we had all the issues you see today. Immigration, you go down the list, trade, whatever. And in those meetings on doorsteps or in the town hall meetings, people were really angry and and, and expressed their views. But in those times, none of their views were heard outside that room outside their doorstep now people can put things online on social media or whatever and it goes to the entire world and then when you have to consider how the social media platforms operate they use if you're on the platform they know everything about you Fox doesn't know everything about their listeners. MSNBC doesn't know everything about their listeners. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're YouTube Meta or whatever we call it today, you know everything about your your audience. And so they use AI, and they've been using AI for they used to call them algorithms. It's AI to boost you information to keep you angry, anxious, and upset so they keep your attention so their ads are more valuable. I think that is a significant cause of the polarization, which is extraordinary, that we see among the American people today. Now, let's move over to Congress. So people say to me all the time, what's wrong with Congress? Why are they dysfunctional? Why can't they get along? Why can't they compromise? Why can't they get anything done? And I say, yeah, it is It is pretty dysfunctional. But don't just look at the members. The members are a reflection of the American people. That's the way the republic works. So if the American people are bitterly divided, Congress must be bitterly divided. And it is bitterly divided. And, and what I've noticed, and, and, and when I was in Congress, you know, I, I had, we had all the issues you have today, and we had all the disagreements you have today. That's why you're there, right? You're there right. to reconcile differences. But nobody hated each other. Bob Dole, I would go to his office every day. And we talked about what we thought we could get done. Bob Michael was the leader, my counterpart in in the House. And I talked to him every day. Newt Gingrich, who kind of started some of this enmity and this difficult relationships, I talked to him all the time. He wanted to solve problems to his credit. So we were we balanced the federal budget in the late 90s because we were able to work together it was really hard we had bitter disagreements it you know every big deal that i worked on that was a compromise fell fell apart five times before we got it done (laughs) but we were able to get it done because people were there to solve problems in goodwill you don't have that anymore And I take it back to what's happened to the American people. Right. So um, this podcast will air uh, on Tuesday. 
before the House reconvenes to vote for the House caucus reconvenes to vote for a new speaker. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but as we speak, uh, it looks like Jim Jordan is rounding up enough votes and could possibly and may very well be nominated as the next Speaker of the House of Representatives and get 217 votes on the floor. Uh, you must know Jim Jordan. What What's your thoughts about what uh, what that would mean for the House of Representatives to have Speaker Jim Jordan? Well, I don't know Jim Jordan. I've never really met him. He, I left before I think uh -huh. he came. But I, I've watched him from afar. And yeah. uh, I, I think that would be a really bad outcome for the House and for the country. I mean, this is a fellow that, as I get it, uh, really helped President Trump try to overthrow the 2020 election. Absolutely. So to have him be speaker, I think, is, is about the worst idea I can think of. There's one worse outcome that might or might not happen, and I'm not convinced he's going to win. I'm not convinced he's going to get 217 Republicans to back him. But, you know, I'm from Missouri, so show me. So <laughs> right. let's see what happens. But if he doesn't, another bad outcome could be that we just can't elect anybody to the position. And I got to tell you, if that happens, that really is the beginning of moving to an authoritarian system. And I think people like Steve Bannon and others like him are, have really been on that plan for a number of years. They think the federal government is rigged, it, it is totally dysfunctional, that it is hateful of the people, and it's run by elites. So they want to burn it down. Bannon yep. has said, made that clear through the years. I'm sure that's where Donald Trump is. They would be happy to take this to an authoritarian model. So they've pretty well gotten control of the Supreme Court. Not totally, but they've come a long way. If they could blow up the House, that's half of the legislative branch. And yep. then if Trump can get elected in 24, it's deal done, right? We're All there. over, right. Uh, back done. to the back to the House for just a second. Uh, the uh, Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries has opened the door, uh, and essentially, a paraphrasing, of course, said to Republicans, "Look, if you can't resolve this among yourselves, some of you traditional centrist Republicans who really want to get things done, we're willing to work with you and put together um, a, basically a bipartisan coalition coalition to run the House." Do you think that would work? And do you think the Republicans ought to seriously consider it? I hope and pray that it happens uh, if they can't elect anybody. Uh, and I I haven't talked to Hakeem Jeffries, who I greatly respect. I have talked to some of the Democratic problem solver type members, mm -hmm. and they are working on this. They are absolutely working on this. and. Thus far, they haven't 
gotten any moderate Republicans to really work with them on it too much. But maybe they have in the last few days. Some of them are probably waiting to see if Jordan actually puts this together. If he doesn't, then I think the door should be open to Hakeem Jeffries and other Democrats talking to the Republicans about a way they could move to what you would think of as bipartisan leadership in the House. They could elect a Republican member, a moderate Republican member, to be Speaker. A lot of Democrats would have to vote for that person. Mm -hmm, And enough Republicans would have to join with them to get the votes you need to put somebody into the job. But that would be a, I think the country would be overjoyed if this could happen. I mean, this would, this would bring us back to a time when you could work together to solve the problems the country has. Putting country over party, country over self. Because at the end of the day, that is the test for any public servant. As they say, Mr. Leader, from your lips to God's ears, <laughs> let's just <laughs> keep our fingers crossed over the next few days. Uh, Dick Gephardt, it's so good to talk to you again. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, I'm so glad that um, you're still part of the mix and you're out there uh, fighting uh, the great co- for the great causes and uh, a very, very important one today to make sure that we have a clean, fair election uh, in 2024. And uh, no, no labels. <laughs> I join you with that effort. Thanks so much, Dick. Good to talk to you. Great, Bill. Thanks so much. And that's a wrap for today's podcast with Dick Gephardt, uh, now leading a group called Citizens to Save Our Republic. Check them out online and uh, sign up to lend your voice to this effort to convince no labels to shut down and not do anything to help Donald Trump. That's it for today, but we'll be back on Friday with will certainly be a lively roundtable, a lot to talk about. We'll bring you up to date on the implications and the impact of war in the Middle East. Uh, Donald Trump, several uh, new developments in his legal trials this week we'll be following, as well as any votes, successful or unsuccessful, to elect a new Speaker of the House of Representatives. That and a whole lot more. We'll cover it all with three top political reporters on our roundtable on Friday. We'll see you then. Meanwhile, have a great week. And thank you for joining us on the Bill Press Pod.